<laughs> you good, Brandon? There we go. I can hear you. There we go. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Fairy Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Frenio. Joined by me is my co-host, Dion Johnson, Niner Gang Podcast. How are we doing, man? It's been good, a while. Good. How about yourself? It has. It has been a very long time. Yes, it has, for sure. Yeah. But we're starting the new season. OTA started yesterday. Saw a little bit of uh, it today. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, we saw a little bit of Trey Lance uh, with the clips that we saw on Twitter. Um, what are your thoughts on Trey Lance's improvement? Uh, uh, looks like we got media in the background. You say you're here. So I think you oh. got a big man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there he is. There hey, he is. What's up, dude? In the house. What's up? Sorry, I'm late. Oh, good, man. He ain't that late. We literally just started. <laughs> nah, um, but my, my idea, my thoughts are just, hey, he's been working with uh, the best of the best, working with Josh Allen, working with Patrick Mahomes. You can see his throwing motion is completely different. Um, you know, he said he's been getting his footwork right. Uh, I watched the uh, interview that he had today, and, and the beauty of it is Lance is very hopeful. And you know, he's basically like, hey, this is where I want to be. You know, this is – I want to compete. All of those things. So, he do, he's doing the necessary things in the offseason to be able to make himself better. Um, you know, I mean, hanging around with a guy like Patrick Mahomes uh, makes a lot of sense. Dude just won the Super Bowl, so kind of is what it is. But to be honest with you, uh, it's – I don't know if it's off or not, man. I just don't because just the way that, that 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 Kyle talked about, you know, Brock and, you know, all this hope for week one and everything, it just leads me to believe that there's not a lot of hope for Trey Lance in general. You know, like they have it in their mind. It's made up, hey, this is going to be the guy. When they ask Kyle about Trey Lance taking the first team snaps during OTAs, He's like, well, don't put a lot of stock in that, you know, because it's just OTAs. Like, there's not an offensive line. There's a lot of things. And, no, you can't. But at the same time, my thing is, is you pick Trey Lance number three overall. Why, therefore, would you decide to give any reps away to a guy who was picked very high but never panned out to do anything in the NFL and split that? Like it, it to me, it's disrespectful, but it kind of is what it is. But uh, we kick it down to media. How you feel about uh, Trey Lance and uh, the offseason work and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that he's been working out with you know um, Patrick Mahomes. He even said, I guess he's been getting a bit of a massage on those legs and things like that, <laughs> which kind of cracked me up when he said that. But. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he says he does the same things no matter what. Like, he's not changing his routine. Um, you could definitely tell from the clips that, like, his, his throwing motion's different. It's quicker. Um, he, he's back to kind of what they wanted him to have it at. Because remember, he had that finger injury um, in, you know, his rookie year. So that kind of limited him to some extent. 
some extent. So um, I'm just hoping that, you know, Trance is really given the opportunity. And, you know, like you said, Dion, it, it kind of sounds like the 49ers are really on Brock Purdy. But also that, that just could be that, you know, obviously they've seen it. So they're, they're probably going to, you know, say we're, you know, that they probably do would want to stick with the, the kind of hot hands type of guy. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, Trey Lance goes out there and, you know, pro- proves what he has to prove and, you know, is better than Purdy or shows exactly what Purdy did, you know, last season. And the thing is, we, we might not be able to tell too much from OTs because, again, there's not going to be padding. It's only a few days, really, when camp comes. I feel like that's when we're anyways going to get a bit better, you know, picture. Um, and, you know, according to, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, it, it sounds like Purdy's going to be throwing next week. Um, so, looks like he's on schedule. But, yeah, man, I, I'm just hoping Trey Lance really, you know, flourishes and shows why he was, you know, drafted number three overall. And I'm really hoping that he's the starter. I really don't think he should be sitting on the bench it's not his fault that he got hurt you know it's not his fault that there was a pandemic you know that he he barely got to play like you know you're the Niners you're you didn't have to take Trey Lance you know you had a guy like Justin Fields who you could have taken which who, who played a lot more games in college you decided to take Trey Lance and so play him give him the fair chance that he needs how you feel about that, Brandon? Um, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I was actually kind of surprised when they said that Brock Purdy is going to start throwing next week. Um, I was kind of more focused on, oh, you know, Trey Lance is probably going to be our starter this year, um, knowing how Brock is. But the news that we got today after the uh, first day of OTAs uh, or second day of OTAs, kind of shocked. But uh, I kind of like how, how, you know, Trey responded to the – and if I'm um, cutting out, guys, don't mind me. I'm on my phone. I'm sorry for the back. Um, But like I said, I feel like uh, Trey Lance kind of – has such a great attitude when it comes to this stuff when it's like kind of backfired on him um with everything he's like you know the same answer like he always says you know i'm here to compete and get opportunity then you know i'm all for it but if not that's okay like no no uh bad bad juju or you know on brock or whatever so i mean it's gonna be interesting to see for sure yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and uh, what's going on, Chris, Dave, and Steve-O? And I, we got an allegedly Steve-O? <laughs> it's funny. Um, hey, what's going on, uh, Mariah? What's up, Mariah? Um, so I, I I agree, man. He always has the best mindset, and I think it's just, you know, it's, it's from that home life. That's how he was raised, you know, to understand and face adversity and to, you know, face it, take it head on and not be worried about, you know, uh, what happens, just going to it, you know, face first and call it a day. But I I just feel like the Niners are so – and it's very unfortunate. It's so bad. You know I mean – Let me see if I can reload it. 
for me, I feel like what's going on, Bebop? We got a uh, old school in the house, but for me, I feel like it's it, it's very simple. <laughs> Who the fuck is in there talking about nine or ninety four check? Man, if y'all get the fuck out of here, y'all trash ass Rams. Don't start me with that bullshit. Sorry, they in there, they in here trying to talk shit because these motherfuckers won a Super Bowl two years ago, but then had the worst record for any team that ever won a Super Bowl. Y'all don't knock that off. But um, I just, for me, it's just very simple, man. I just feel like the Niners are sold on Brock Purdy, and that's who they want to roll with. And you know, it, it's just a situation of thinking, okay, is Brock going to be really ready to go week one. Kyle's really Kyle. One thing Kyle is really big on is practice. He does want to see you practice before you play. It's very rare that you can just get out there and do whatever you need to do. That's so um, weird. Before practicing. But I would say, to be honest with you, it's a situation of uh, of, of Trey Lance just going out there and showing everybody what he can um, do with it. Of course, it's a situation of uh, you Kyle giving him the opportunity. Yeah. You your you Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> you have the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just, it, it's honestly, the Rams are stacked. <laughs> Bro, you have a bunch of rookies. And what are you boys. I need you, yeah, please, somebody, go ahead. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. The Rams are stacked. The Rams ain't doing shit. And the Rams can't even take, okay, first of all, that's Levi South. Let's get that right, all right? So they can't take over nothing in Northern Cali until they get Southern Cali uh, together. And uh, with the way that your stupid-ass fucking owner was acting, hey, what's going on, man? And he <laughs> Joey already with the bullshit, man. I love it. Uh, and with the way that your owner acted, that's why y'all motherfuckers are paying the rent on that stadium and the charters ain't paying shit but a dollar. So how about y'all get your money right and stop trying to do underhanded sneaky shit and you wouldn't have to worry about things like that. Stack. All you have is Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. That's literally it. You have nothing else. And I can tell you right now, old broke back Stafford ain't going to last the whole season. So I hope whoever you drafted a QB can help because you're going to need it. Um, yeah, like, I don't understand. Um, David M., what's going on? Um but I honestly feel like I, li- I like his comment. He said there's no no reason we shouldn't have an open competition between Brock and Trey Lance. But here's the issue. It's Kyle. We all know how he is. Kyle, Kyle can be a very egotistical maniac, and he can act the way that he acts and do the things that he does. Um, and it's really hard for us to, to actually, you know, take care of uh, – the players properly because we don't know what he's going to do. Like he doesn't, he has so many, he makes decisions based off of how he feels and no one else because, and then at the same time, look at the off season. What have they been saying all along? Who have they been uh, putting everybody that they've been putting out to everybody? Brock's the guy that, uh, you know, and I, I'm sorry. I don't, I really truthfully don't care anything about, uh, about what John Lynch says, because he's always, yeah, you know, we're happy with the progress, you know, that he's making. And, like He just gives you a bunch of bullshit. And I'm one of those people, like, this is why I probably have never, never been a reporter, because I'm one of those people, I would turn around and look and go, bro, I didn't ask you for 
five a five minute soliloquy that says nothing. Motherfucker, I asked you if this dude was gonna be ready to play. And if he's ready to play, then say that. But I don't need you telling me how optimistic you are and happy you are. Like, nobody gives a fuck about that. I need you to tell me what you need to tell me. Period. That's it. But Beto is in the house. Niner sickness is here. There it is. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, Beto, um, and I say this with all due respect, RIP to you, Lakers, man. I'm sorry about what happened, bro. I know that's that's a rough one uh, for y'all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it it's it bro. But at least we took the Warriors with us before, so. <laughs> I knew he's gonna do it. We got Brandon right there. Yeah, but um, I I wish what, Boston what are your, lost today. And what What are your thoughts on uh what what we heard in the presser today, and you know these uh, first couple of days of OTAs? Well, first day of uh, second day of media. I mean, the second day of OTAs, first day of media being out there. I was encouraged. I listened to a couple of uh, credential reporters. Uh, kind of, I wanted to get. I watched a, a few different people because I wanted to see if their perspectives were the same. Because a lot of them have their own input of a certain player, so I want to see their perspective. But I heard a lot of good things about Trey Lance. I heard about his mechanics. I heard that he's, you know, he looks better when he's going into those throw. Um, and hopefully he's, uh, you know, this guy can really pull it out. I'm rooting for him. You know, nobody, I'm, I'm never hidden that I'm a big Brock Purdy fan. And I think Brock Purdy can be very successful here. But I want Trey. Trey's uh, the guy that I want running the ship at, at full force. And if he changes mechanics, I, I love it. Uh, if he's uh, doesn't get that arm fatigue and and uh, he's able to do what he needs to do, more power to him. Um, I love the offensive line. Uh, I heard some great things on my kids. I love the fact that Spencer Buford looks like a mini Trent Williams now, uh, all buffed up. Uh, that that is positive as a guard, you know. And then you already have Aaron Banks. So a lot of things I heard uh, are exciting. Again, it's only the second day. Of OTAs, right? Shit can happen between now and minicamp, but things are positive. Uh, this time last year, I wasn't hearing not, nothing positive, particularly of Trey. So it's good to hear that is, uh, and I'm glad that he's finally healed of all the issues that were bothering him. And what a great opportunity for him to um, take back what belongs to him. Hey, that's that's well said, right there, man. Um, and what do you say, pick a team, Dion? It's either the Braves or the Frogs. You ask back. You know what, Tommy? You can eat a fat fucking dick, okay? Oh, Tommy's like that, bro. It could be the Braves. It's the Braves and the Dodgers, and I'll ride with either team. I guarantee you, they kick your team's ass. Note that self. <laughs> um, but hey, man, it's uh, it, <laughs> Tommy with that bullshit right now. Uh, but either way, man. For me, let's switch it up because we already know how the quarterback situation kind of plays out. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, you know, and then we got Brandon. He Brandon is disappearing more than AD in the playoffs. I don't oh, know shit. what the fuck going on. And Brandon uh, Sheen come in too. run the show. He's disappeared. Right? D'Angelo <laughs> Russell in the playoffs. Amen, amen. Um, so David says, my thing is now teams have film on Purdy, won't sneak up on teams. 
uh, even with all those weapons, Purdy did have some luck. Uh, some some games where it should have been, and Brandon took us all out. Now he's the okay. only man on he. You're the only man on the screen. I just want Why you to would know you that. put yourself driving in the screen, bro. Yeah, nobody Brandon, you ain't. Nobody wants to see his ugly ass. Beat up. You should have just got old, bro. <laughs> but um, switching it up from the quarterbacks, uh, because we all know that that's just going to be something none of us are ever going to know. Kyle is only going to do anything, do the same thing, speaking fucking riddles. And John Lynch is going to be optimistic about every fucking thing. Yeah. No hey, sure. John, you took a shit yesterday. Well, I'm optimistic of how the log dropped out of my ass. And hit uh, the water in the toilet, and a little bit of it splashed, but it was cold. Even though there's pee there, I use baby wipes, so I'm okay. Hey, but Kyle Shanahan doesn't even know if he's gonna be alive on Sunday. So. Uh, exactly, exactly. You know, um, I can respect Brock. Brock got up there, talked a lot about his faith. Um, he is very, very uh, strong in his faith, and I respect that much. And I respect Trey Lance too because. He, you know, he gets up there and he just—he never wavers. He doesn't let anything stop him. Um, but I'm Donald. Looked like he came from the Caveman Show. <laughs> I was looking the, the way he looked. I was looking for his, you know, those Caveman things they hold. Uh, yeah, the, the clubs. The club, yeah. or or waiting for his him dragging his wife with the hair. <laughs> All right, baby. let's go. Yeah, but um, I'll tell you this. I honestly think that, uh, you know. Switching it up, we're going to go ahead and talk about, you know, some position battles that we feel are going to be great. I honestly am very, very curious to see the DBs in camp and what they bring to the table. Of course, that's my favorite position, defensive back. Um, but I'm very curious to see what they have to, to offer because outside, honestly, outside of Mooney and Demo, we have a few question marks after that. And we brought in some players that we feel can do some things. We got Daryl Luter Jr. Um, we got Isaiah Oliver. We still got Womack. Quantrez Knight is still there. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Ambry Thomas is still here. Yeah. I feel bad because that motherfucker and all but disappeared. Um, you know, and we we we've got Jair Brown. Now, Brown, I'm gonna tell you right now, is probably gonna be a special teams contributor. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that are in those three safety sets that Steve Wilkes likes to run every now and then. But that's my position group where I think there's going to be some great competition. What's going on, Dave? Um, so I'm going to kick it down to uh, media. What is your position group that you feel is going to provide you the, uh, the best uh, competition? All right. Well, I don't know if this is a competition, but the Niners probably are going to see it as a competition. Tight end. I want to see Ross Dwelly pack his fucking bags and get off this fucking team and go <laughs> go to the practice. Wow. No, don't even go to the practice squad, bro. Just get out of the NFL, Take bro. His milk does I freaking go. want. Come on, Milk. Are you doing it? Okay, Milk. Damn. Willis, who had the one-headed catch today. Milk. He's milk taking milk over, baby. Milk and milk also Cameron Latu. Bye bye. To Mr. Ross Dwelly. Okay. So, Kristen, you just came in. Brandon been in and out this whole time. I don't know what's going on, but I think it's just his reception, unfortunately. But you just came in. So, and now <laughs> his reception is as good as the, as the, uh, the, the Warriors against the Lakers or what? 
I, hey, look, man, I, I don't know. Um, but what what are your thoughts on uh, what happened today with the uh, with the cut with the pressers and whatnot in the first couple of days of OTAs? I haven't paid any attention. I have okay. no clue about anything yet. He's still recovering from the Lakers. No, I, I'm not even that upset about the Lakers. I, mostly, guys, I have not paid a lot, enough attention during the offseason because, like, because like Niners Twitter during the offseason is kind of a cesspool, so I don't pay attention until the <laughs> season. Towards the season, no, he so detox I haven't paid attention. I'll give, him, I'll give him credit. He's in detox, and I can understand that. Yeah. Because, yes, Niners Twitter is a fucking toxic-ass he, place. He's in the he's said, in I'm the not about, I'm not about to hang out in there with the bullshit. So I, I respect it, Christian. I do. So, we'll, so I, since, yeah. since you haven't been paying much attention, just tell me what position battle in camp you think is going to be the most competitive. The quarterback. Oh, okay. He went straight for it. Okay. If, if if Purdy's back and his arm's fine and it's not, uh, we're not seeing a huge, um, you know, him like being worse because of the injury, it's fully going to be quarterback the whole time because they're going to have to legitimately battle each other for who's going to fit. Because Kyle's going to want to lean Purdy if Purdy can go. So Lance is going to have to beat him out. Gotcha. Every, in, in every sense. And that's the most important position. So that's the most compelling one. All right, all right. So, uh, go ahead, uh, Beto. What you got? Oh man, pretty much been covered. Um, because the tight end is it's an area for the backup of, of uh, Kittle. Obviously, the quarterbacks are going to be a competition. Um, I want to see the competition at the slot corner position between Womack and. And Isaiah Oliver, I think those two guys are going to compete for that spot. I yep. understand that uh, Steve Wilkes uh, said that that um, Oliver is the best uh, corner slot that they brought in free agency. But I want to see if that uh, encourages Womack to step up and what how Womack plays this year. But I think that's going to be a good competition, too, is the slot corner uh, between those two guys. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch all areas, but I think those – are are as well, and also the um, defensive end. Aside, uh, is Drake Jackson going to step up with all those muscles on him now, or is he going to battle it with uh, Farrell? Uh, okay, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, I like that man because they have said that Drake Jackson has been putting on, you know, some muscle and whatnot, working on his conditioning to be able to get his body right so he can get out there. Um, because I honestly feel like. It, that D-line is definitely going to be solid, and if Jackson can anchor the other side opposite Bosa, we'll have a very formidable line because Jackson still has crazy athleticism yep. and speed to get to the quarterback. So I have no no doubt that, uh, you know, he, he'll be able to do some things that uh, we wouldn't have think. <laughs> Man, he, don't, don't pay no attention to Tommy. He in there on some fuck shit. Just, just tonight, he in there trolling oh, yeah, like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah man um but switching it up man i'm curious man this this offensive line like i what's killing me right now is honestly i feel like now we're we reverted back to having only three solid positions and the other two are in flux and i'll say trent williams aaron banks and jake brindle are all a lock for their positions but for some reason, 
Feliciano comes in and feels like he's about to steal the starting spot. So now what do we do with Spencer Burford? Do we kick him out to right tackle? No. They said Colt McKivitz is the guy. He's going to be the right tackle. But you have a, a few offensive linemen that came in, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, you know. But honestly, I think if you want to win, you leave the offensive line the exact way it is, and you just figure out the right tackle spot. Don't fuck around with it and play with it. Um, you got to take yourself off the full screen, bro. It's just you. Um, don't mess around and play with it and then wind up having – <laughs> yeah, well, I, thought so. I thought it was Beto. <laughs> wow, yeah. blaming me. He has he control of this too. So, yeah. So it, for me, I'm just looking at it from a standpoint of just don't play with the offensive line like that because it's too intricate of a position. Like we need it, um, and we need it to be solidified. So when they go out there, they're playing correctly. Because the more time you have, more time you have spent next to someone. As far as that line goes, the easier it is for you to be able to understand what they do and don't do. You're going to start to know their moves. You'll understand the little subtle nuances of how they play. And, you know, any and everything counts. And you can't just keep continuing to rotate shit just because you think it's the thing to do or you want to know this. You rotate on the second team. Just don't fuck with the first team. That That's what kills me. I mean, our offensive lines are Achilles heel. And it has been every year. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of upset we didn't really address the offensive line. So yeah, I'm going to definitely be nervous this season about keeping our quarterbacks healthy because we're going to struggle at, at that position. I have, right, I have a question for you, though. Good. Why are, Why do you feel so concerned about the offensive line? I mean, the offensive line. I'm not that concerned beside the right tackle spot. The offensive yeah. line wasn't good. Wasn't the best last year. I mean, specifically the right side, yeah, but. We have three core. We got three quarterbacks hurt last season. That's why I'm concerned about the offensive line because we can't okay, keep the quarterbacks so upright. Here, here, here's the issue: it wasn't the line that got three quarterbacks hurt. No, nope. it was so the tight end that's first injury. That was Kyle's fault because he decided to run Trey Lance like goddamn running back, and he was running too many RPOs. He was too heavy on the yeah. fucking run and too light on the pass. That second injury, Jimmy was outside the pocket, man. He had to roll out. They gave him more than enough time. He just rolled out to try to make fucking play and got tackled. Right. And then Brock, I mean, we just had a, a worthless tight end trying to catch a Hassan Reddick screaming off the fucking edge like a maniac. So we can't really say it was the line who got our quarterbacks injured. Mm-hmm. If they were standing in the pocket, I would be able to understand that a little bit more. But it, it, it happens you know, with the, the way that it did. So for me, the right tackle spot is where my question mark is um, just because I don't know who's going to be the guy. But I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I was actually impressed because, number one, Aaron Banks came off of a year where we didn't even know what the fuck he was, came in, played very well. Of course, standing next to the silverback does <laughs> does help. Um, and then Spencer Burford, even though they were rotating him in and out uh, in favor of Dan Brunskill here and there, he still did a fantastic fucking job. So for me, the line technically speaking is solidified, but I feel like when they bring this dude Feliciano in here, they're going to try to rotate him and see if he can try to steal a spot from someone, which I feel is fucking bullshit. Like there's things to play around with and things that you can't. You can rotate a defensive line. Yeah. 
Because that works, but I, you can't rotate an offensive line. That doesn't make sense. No. I, I think it, you can't be much worse than the, the how um, McGlinchey played last season. He's pretty terrible in, in way too many games. I wish we would have upgraded at center maybe just because our center we made way too many, had way too many penalties. Like it was – your center supposed to be your rock guy in the, on the line, and he, made, he just made way too many stupid penalties, which hurt us in games. So I don't okay, know. I, I feel like – I hope, I hope so because I feel like we didn't really address the line at all, and it was like our biggest need, I would say, probably more than anything. I could so, agree with you on that. I, I definitely, really, I really disagree about the center thing. Is I, I understand people, you know, are concerned about that, and yeah, he had the penalties, but again, dude, it was his first year mm-hmm. starting in the system, starting with the 49ers, a guy who's a journeyman. I think he played like I, I i think he didn't play any worse than i thought like i i think he for a guy that was a journeyman and his first year starting and was on the practice squad like before that i i think he did a pretty he made the pro bowl the first year yeah he, he was a pro bowl okay. alternate alternate yeah and yeah but so, i like i the thing is i understand where christian is coming from when he says as far as an upgrade look jake brendle did the best job that he could but I hear him on the penalties because Jake Brendel led the league in illegal man downfield penalties. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck your big ass was doing running that far downfield, but stay your ass in your fucking he he way. Was a receiver. Like you know, just, just <laughs> he, hey, he just, was trying to prove Jason Poe or something, you know? Right? Like, just, hey, look, just like Dan Orlovsky told Jimmy to stay out of his lane, Jake Brendel stay in your lane. Yeah. So I understand him to an extent because those penalties look, can that they're he, gonna he kill us. Looking like the Warrior fans looking for the Western Conference Finals. Damn, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, fire. And Brandon right. left. Look, look, right look, you made Brandon leave, man. I'm over here. I'm a Warriors fan, and I'm just like, I don't even give a fuck. I can't help it, dude, because Warrior fans, Warrior fans got me incensed, bro. They are What's worse, McKinnis or Brandon's internet? <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> There's throwback with uh, he, he knows he gets it, dude. I don't, but, know. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. All my, these jokes on my phone keeps like refreshing Nobody's the internet. You. Go back to sleep. the way, give it, man. He ain't, he ain't, in, man. He ain't giving no fuck. Our show's always um, fun. So like I, I, do get, I do want to get everybody's thoughts. Oh, my guy, because I've been knowing about this dude. A lot of people are late to the fucking party. Uh, Jay Beasy, a.k.a. Jacor Pearson. So I'm going to tell you all right now. I've been watching this dude because I watched Destroying um, his YouTube channel. And when he does his one-on-ones, Jay Beasy has been there from damn near the beginning. Um, And I've seen this dude just (laughs) bait people consistently. So him getting into the XFL, awesome. Him getting himself a tryout, awesome. But the problem is, why are people passing on his talent? Bro, we got six different receivers that could have definitely fucking left, and we could have picked him up because I feel like he's going to, you know, he he's definitely. He's going to end up with a A, a little Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this, this is crazy, but uh, what is he what, like? Four ten? Uh, you said what? Is he like four ten? Look, man, just because he's short, don't mean he can't play. 
No, I know. But you seen him out there with the big guys. I'm, I was like, whose kid is that? And I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. He looks, he looks small. He now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but he does look small. But the boy can play. You're right. He let he let the XFL in receiving. Yeah. I mean, it is the XFL, but I'm surprised yeah. they, they, they let him go. But I heard, I've been hearing some good stuff about, again, it's only the second day of OTAs, but of Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie Bell. Up, same. Same. Yeah, he's a uh, five nine one eighty. Five nine. Okay. Yeah, but was a Bell was really well, he was Michigan, right? That's where he. Yep. Michigan Wolverine. Yeah, he was. Right. Uh, yeah, he was really good for them, though. Yeah, he just had the ACL like before that. But talking about your guy, uh, Dion, I, you know, the thing is, the, the Niners. I feel like wide receiver room for the most part set. The only question mark I really have is what the heck does Danny Gray look like that. Like I think that's the only guy's spot that is up in the air. I I really don't think there's like I feel like everybody else kind of has that spot locked. So I think maybe there's a chance that he could make the roster. But honestly, I see a lot of these UDFA guys just being guys trying to you know well you know Denny show Ray something is for, for uh, other teams. Okay, so I'm gonna go through the wide receivers that we currently have on the team. Of course, we got Debo, B.A., J.J., Ray Ray. Then we got Ronnie, Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, Chris Connolly, Willie Sneed, Tay Martin, Daz Newsom, Shea Wyatt, and Isaiah Winstead. First of all, I don't know who the fuck Shea Wyatt is. I don't know. Was who the that fuck the guy? Didn't we release him? I know there was somebody we released. Tay Martin is one of the dudes we released. Yeah, no, so, it was like recent. And Willie Sneed, too. So my thing is, you mean to tell me Chris Connolly, Willie Sneed, Tate Martin, Daz Newsom, and Shea Wyatt, and Isaiah Winstead all should be better than Ja'Core Pearson? I doubt it. You know why? Because none of those motherfuckers ever saw the field, and half of those dudes, I don't even know who the fuck they are. Hey, I can tell you right now. on Winstead, though. Come on. Now. Who the fuck is Winstead? He, who I is mean- he? He's a little bit small, but he he's a physical type of receiver. What's the six four? How small do you want him to be? Yeah, a little bit small. The fuck six four is tall. Hell, <laughs> media. <laughs> but my if thing, six, my, if I'm six four is small, bro. He, he kind of reminds me of a Juwan Jennings because he, he is phys, like he has a physicality. Like, is he the one from uh, Coastal Carolina? Yes. Yes. Dude, he he. He's apparently slow, um, but he. Jawan Jennings is. I know, but he apparently he goes up and gets the ball like a bit. Like he plays like yeah. a big receiver. Like I don't care if you. you go I watched some of his. A lot of people could do that. Watching, I liked. I watched his film when we draft, like when we got him, and I, I like actually kind of. I really liked him. I just remember his <laughs> name, but like when I watched his film, Bro, what the is guy up from with Coastal Brandon's? Carolina. <laughs> He's a floating you, head. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you should have never gave Beto control. He's going to fuck with you the whole time, Brady. You know it. But so I'll say this. So here's here's my thing. Yeah, Kenlaw. Kenlaw. I, I don't care about Kenlaw. I don't. I don't give a fuck what he does. I truthfully don't. don't At this care point, about I'm done. Ball. I knew. I knew they weren't going to pick up his fifth year option. It is what it is. Um, but. What I will what I will ask y'all is Beto, I'm gonna start with you. Who is the guy you're looking at in OTAs and training camp 
that you would like to stand out? Like, who's that dude that you're looking at going, this guy's got to make an impact? Drake Jackson for okay. me on that side of uh, Bosa. Because that front line is, is set. We just need that second-year player. We drafted him in the second round. Um, he, he's hit the weights. He's uh, gained weight muscle-wise. He's still fast. To me, he's the guy that needs to come in and, and be productive uh, for that defense to uh, to hum the way he needs to hum if we want to see something like the, nine, the uh, 2019 season when we had uh, D4. Uh, we need that speed coming from that side. So for me, that's him. That's what I need him to step up and, and play out this year. All right. Perfect. Drake Jackson, media, what you got? I'm going to go with the name we have not mentioned, and this is for – the Niners said they were super high on him when they drafted him. Nick fucking that man does in his second year. I want to see how how he can be. You know, a guy that's Nick gonna who? be Nick Sakel. Oh, Sakel. Like I, he's not gonna be starting, but I just want to see him be a beast for that. You know, just the, the depth. You want him to be defense. the best backup there is. Yeah, I, I want him to be okay. a stud on as a depth piece. I, I no, I can respect that. What about you, Brandon? Who's that guy that has to make an impact this year? A ghost. <laughs> Casper. Yeah, he had to. Okay, we'll, we'll kick it over to you, Christian, because Brandon's the audio ghost he, He's the ghost of Warriors Dynasty's past. Brandon's too busy. Funny how Brandon's so affected about this. And, like, bro, I'm a Warriors fan, but I don't even care. <laughs> Dude, dude, it's like him, him and Ted are just so fun to fuck with because they don't let it go. <laughs> Brought to you, fool. What, Ted's what going to like, Ted took the biggest. Joey said my green, my head looks like a green apple. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you came out of Kinlaw's ass. Oh my! God. Hey, wow, really? <laughs> 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 hey Beto, Beto. What's up? Can you do me solid? Can you can you can you turn off my background, please? Hey, you do me solid? Yeah, I'll just take you off the fucking screen. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think he wanted you to Fuck you, Beto. God damn it. <laughs> you don't want to invite me, bro. Shut up. <laughs> Hey man, Madito, um, my green right, apple, so, uh, Christian, um, <laughs> Italian uh, apple. Who's hey, your guy? So, much, your bitch. Guy out, <laughs> so are we talk about like uh, guys that have already been on the team. Yeah, basically somebody you see this that you Brandon. feel needs to make an impact this year. Hi, Brent. This is uh, Brandon. Hello. <sighs> Can I just say like maybe the set like whoever's gonna. The tight end number yeah, two, like yeah. whether that's one of the sure. two rookies we drafted, I, I want to see somebody actually step up and actually be Oklahoma. A Just remember that, bro. That's what I'm saying. Oklahoma. The guy from Oklahoma, like I know he was a later pick, but I really Jaylen like Willis. him and I like Braden his attitude. Willis, yep. I like his attitude, so I feel like he might be the guy to step up. And who oh, that um, Braden Willis? From, yep. Yes. The guy from Alabama might play. Is it Lockley from Alabama? He might be. Not two. Not two. I, I want to see one of those guys, um, you know, make an impact. Because I really would like to start our number two tight end. Really, if they both make an impact, we fight get rid of Warner and uh, 
the other idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I want, I but I want it earlier. I want to finally have that have that tied in where like bags. a Kittle, like it doesn't have to only be Kittle. Like I'd like to have a second tight end, like that we can actually trust. Can someone tell the Kyle, child to wait? His I do turn. think Kyle would. We would see Kyle run more two tight end sets if he had a tight end he could trust, which I don't think he does okay. on Kittle. Okay. So I, I would like that. to see. A, a, one of the tight ends take off. That that would be pretty awesome for our offense. I like that pick, Christian. I'm gonna tell you right now, D. Winters. Ooh. Remember the name, buddy. That kid is going to make a crazy impact. It is going to be a fight between him and uh, Jalen Brown for that that third spot. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I'm, I'm picking winters all day. Can we make a friendly bet, me and you? Uh, sure. What's talking? Uh, 20 bucks. You know, okay. I'm taking Graham over uh, winters. Okay. They have to better. You know what I mean? Because I think when, this kid, Graham from Purdue, man. This kid. Yeah, I, I, and I, I've been, I've watched both of them, and I love what Jalen Graham does. Don't get me wrong. But there's just – I'm one of those guys I, I get a feeling about somebody and 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 at least you. about a good seven times out of ten, I'm usually right. Hey, bro, if they like, both do good, and I'm telling you right now, better, right? hey, I'm with that. I'm with it. But I can tell you right now, as much – you know, media, you hate Ross Dwelly. I, that's safe to say, correct? Dwelly's just not the guy. <laughs> See, and that's how I feel about the the wrong way. And that's how I I just hate him. (laughs) Why is DFS? Can I I just? Okay. Okay. Put some fucking respect on my guy right now, Dion. Oh, who? Who? DFF. What respect can I put on him? I thought you were talking about Moody. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The fact that this motherfucker is a a lifetime special teamer, that's what you want him to put respect on? He ain't done shit and he'll never do shit. Okay, well, I I don't (laughs) fucking care, bro. He's a special teams guy. Look, media, you ain't about to get no respect from me. Okay, if that's the case, then you need to put some respect on Ross the Boss Dwelly's hands. No, I don't, because what the fuck has Ross Dwelly done? That's exactly my point. What the fuck is DFF done? Special teams. Which means not a goddamn thing. This is the guy that wants to see a backup uh, lineman do good. Ross Dwelly, bro, can't even block, bro. Okay. Hey. Hey. Hold on. The the floating head. Hey, you guys. (laughs) Fuck you, Beto. That's what I got to say. Hey, can I just Motherfucker. Okay. Anyways. Hey, you know who I'm choosing? Motherfucking yeah. Moody. Choose a new fucking kicker. Oh, Jake Moody. Bro, did you guys miss <laughs> uh, the like 39 yard field goal today? For what? They both missed a, thir- a, yeah, a 48 yarder. I mean, you got to think about it. The, the kid's coming out of college. He's going to be a yeah, kicker. He's going to be our kicker of the future. It is. It isn't the with. field goal thing also like I do like it. Senior. I, I, I like I like the pick. It's definitely out of the box. Uh, Jason Aponte would be very proud, as he doesn't necessarily care for special teams or kickers or even long snappers. Um, but for me, I, I, the, the reason why I don't put any respect on DFF is because he's never done anything. 
He's a lifetime special teamer that does nothing. He isn't even the gunner on special teams. Nope. Like, our gunner has changed year after year. Hey, our gunner is one time with Raheem fucking Mostert. Russell Dwally's better than him. And no, that's not he, saying Bro, him. no, he's not. I mean, like, it, it's not. <laughs> he gave more playing time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give two shits if I'm his only uh, fan, bro. I don't even care. Hey. He probably is, because I can tell you right now, I would not, I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't take a DFF jersey if you gave it to me for free. <laughs> It'd be a waste. I wouldn't oh, care. I want, I want to talk about Marcelino McCurry ball, though, if we're talking about linebackers, because we haven't okay, mentioned yeah, but yet. Okay, I, look. I hope he does something, but I can tell you right now, if they were sold on Marcelino McCurry ball, we wouldn't have two other D, two Thank other uh, linebackers that right. got drafted. And yes. that, that's just how this team moves. They draft based on need. And if even if we think that that spot is filled, they'll still draft there because they're not impressed with what they, they didn't draft one. They drafted two. One of these guys will pan out. We do really well drafting late in the rounds. To find we do. Games. Greenlaw was one of those guys. This guy's one of these guys is going to be the same thing. Well, they drafted a Greenlaw and a Fred Warner. Fred, uh, what's the name? Graham looks like Fred Warner when he first and came. D winners uh, looks like and and uh, winners looks like uh, like Greenlaw. Trey Greenlaw, yeah. So I mean, it, it, even if it's a situation where McCurry Ball go or he winds up back on the practice squad, and we have these two guys that we draft to get out there and do what they got to do, I'm with that. Like I'm okay. Um, it, it just makes. Oh God, Joe. Can I just? I just. I wanted to freaking address. I just wanted to make a joke about Ted's comment. If I got a chance. Oh, go dude. ahead. Go ahead. I sure did. If you mentioned the Warriors and Ted, dude, there's a fucking bat signal that goes off in his fucking little office, and he gets on there with his little with his little thing already on pace and pastes the same message everywhere he goes. Hey, look, Ted, Dude, hey, see, he said I'm the same you, thing like on Twitter like I'm five times today. I give him, I give him credit because Ted is a consistent motherfucker. With no, dude, his, I swear with he, he literally heard me. Quiet heard, assassin troll. He heard me say he heard me say Ted and Warriors somehow. I don't know how he just and then like a bat signal went off in his room and he's like, "Hey, man, hey, I like I said, Ted, Ted is my dog, man. I give him credit. <laughs> he, he he ride with his warrior. He uh, ride I know. I had to. I just had to get him because it's funny. But I, I give him that much. But hey, man, it's just this offseason is going to be extremely interesting when it comes to Very. all the position battles. Uh, we we the funny thing is is our our team likes to act like there are no positions that are solidified, even though all of us know that there are, and nobody's fucking dumb. So my my biggest always gripe with them is always the same thing. They talk to the media, and our media is soft as shit. Like yeah. the only person in there that doesn't soft is Grant Cohn, and he can ask yeah. a poor question, and they it's still look a bunch of bullshit. So, you know, it, it's just it's a situation, man. And <laughs> I, I, I honestly good. feel like those, those battles, those battles in camp, right tackle, defensive back uh, for the nickel spot. Um. And who knows? What if Jair Brown would have spot opposite Ufunga? That would be crazy. You see the young rook just come out and steal that grown man job. Um, I would freaking love that if freaking he takes Gibson out somehow. Cause like, hey man, Gibson has six interceptions technically. He dropped a few. Yeah. 
and he gave and he helped with getting a few. So I ain't mad at what Gibson Gibson uh did, man. You know, like he, he did what he could for us. You know, we appreciate that. Um but I'll say I'll ask you guys this question. Ahead of right now, what's our record for the season? Anybody could go. Four, no matter of fact, Kristen, Kristen, give me something, man. I know you don't like doing predictions, but go right oh, ahead. Um, I don't. I don't know. So there's what 17 games in the season now, right? I'll go. With me, it's hard because I'm not having certainty at the quarterback position at this moment. It's hard for me to make like a. I feel like mm-hmm. a good, a good. <laughs> Sorry, let's <laughs> bring it Beto. Um, <laughs> Beto, you can't make me laugh. Oh, God, man. Man. Hey, you can't do that when he's trying to make a point, bro. <laughs> Come on, with this shit. Okay, so like All I was right. saying, I, I think when it, uh, just the uncertainty quarterback position, it's hard to know, but I would I would just go with, you know, something that makes more sense. And <laughs> 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 I'm just and, back. Oh Jesus and, Christ! Uh, and <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, so like I was saying, I'll go twelve and five, just to kind of be even. Okay. And I could even say eleven and six. Like I don't know if we're gonna be like we were last year and have that huge run. It's hard to know. Like we have a very winnable schedule this year. I'd say it's not as hard as say last year might have been. Hmm. Um. But until I like know what we're at, where we're at with quarterback, who's going to start, I see them play. Hard. I have to, I have to get kind of a feel for the season. Like I know you're not, you know, I, it's hard to say I want you to feel for the season because you want to make a prediction before they start. But mm-hmm. you know, if if for example, if Purdy didn't get hurt and he was starting and we knew what we had, I'd say, you know, thirteen and four, fourteen and, gotcha. and three, maybe just because I know what we have, but. I don't know if Lance is going to play and play well. If you know, I, I have no clue what it's going to look like. It's really, really hard to make a like prediction. I got you. Um, so Emiliano, the only reason that we talk about these players the way that we talk about them is because some of these cats fucking suck. I'm saying <laughs> that I feel confident in D. Winter, D. Winter's ability to be able to come in and be the third linebacker. I'm just from what I watched on you know his college film. That's the case. Some people are love they they love Jalen Graham. They like what he could bring. The reason that I the reason that I talk about the other players is because they don't do shit. I'm sorry, Demetrius Flanagan Files, Emiliano. You've been watching football. Please tell me what the fuck he's done for the 49ers. And I don't mean that in a negative way towards you. Um, you know, I'm just speaking in general terms. <laughs> it's like the Warriors it, offense. He's never done anything. <laughs> Ross Dwelly, what has he done since he's been here? Not a fucking thing. Like so. When we're talking about some of these cats, I'm just speaking. Whenever I speak highly of of a of a rookie, it's because I have faith that they'll do well. Um, but when I speak, you know, when I speak about guys that have been just career backups and fucking special teamers, to me, if that's your career, you suck. You know why? Because you just can't get on the field. 
Don't get me wrong. It's nice being on an NFL roster. It's nice being able to get on the field, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're not on the field making plays to help to, to contribute to this team winning. And I'm sorry, when I hear people getting tackled, even from the special teams, I don't hear DFF. I know that. So that, that's the reason why we talk about these guys when we talk about them. is because certain people just don't prove shit. But um, oh, 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 um, oh. Oh, okay. Well, I'll leave that one all the way alone. I ain't, I'm not even opening that. That Yeah, just look, uh, I guess he, told you he was going to leave the door open like Silk Sonic got this motherfucker. I don't know. Um, uh, that's what you game. got for us for, for, for a, uh, a win-loss record for us. Um, I think we're going to go what is it? Thirteen and uh, thirteen and three. Thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. 13 yeah. Season. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think the the Niners are you know are, are that good. I think that the quarterback will get situated. I think if Jackson can step up to be what I want him to be, and then adding Hartgrave, this defense is going to be really good, and it's going to be able to bail out the off the offense quite a bit. You don't have to score that many points if you're holding the opposite. Offense to low points, so uh, I say uh, thirteen and four, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Uh, hello to Karen Direction. Uh, first time I've seen you. Um, you know, uh, hello, welcome to the channel. Uh, okay. But uh, what I will say is, media, what you got? I got us going thirteen and four as well. Okay. Um, I just feel like, yeah, there's question marks at the quarterback situation, but I, I believe whoever ends up becoming the is the quarterback, I think we're still going to be able to win these amount of games. Um, I, I feel like our schedule is pretty fair. You know, I, I kind of do maybe have some surprise, a surprising loss or two where it's like, really have us losing against this team? Yeah, I, I do have us losing to the Giants, unfortunately. I know you guys might say, well, we can beat the Giants – Fortunately, that that's where I'm picking to get our first deal. I, I feel like our, our first kind of part of the schedule, we, we sometimes tend to struggle a little bit. Well, hopefully, that's not the case this year. But, um, you know, sometimes just you end up losing games that you, you shouldn't be losing. So, Yeah, we are notorious for slow starts uh, in the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch era. Uh, this is just something that's very common. The the number one thing I was banking on is the fact that if Trey Lance starts, we don't get off to a slow start, so he kind of forces them to keep him on the field um, as far as that's concerned. So um, I actually got to run, guys. I uh, was glad to be able to hang out with y'all for the night, but uh, we'll let Bethel be the MC and give y'all some more uh, fantastic content. Appreciate all y'all, man. Nothing but love to everybody in the chat and all my guys on the panel. Uh, we all family here, but uh, everybody stay blessed. I'm out. Be blessed, brother. Take care. That's our boy, Dion. Uh, great guy, man. Thank you for handling it. Um, so, uh, man, you know what? This, this off, I know a lot of people earlier were talking about the offensive line and, and kind of worried about it. And you know what, Christian, you're right. I think the center is something to question mark. But I think the second year, if he can just not commit all those penalties, settle down a little bit, I do like McKivitz. 
at right tackle. I, I mean, I left uh, right guard, excuse me. I think he'll be fine. Um, but he's the only one that wears me out of everybody in that offensive line. Um, he wears me, man. I, I don't know. Um, I hope that McKivitz can stand up and do his thing because if he does it, we're in trouble. I don't care who we start a quarterback. We're in trouble because I really don't see anybody behind McKivitt that can, you can truly feel comfortable saying if McKivitt can't do it right or he goes down, who's going to step up? I mean, unless you guys see somebody back there that you guys are confident that if McKivitt doesn't do it right, that you, he can step up and take care of that spot. I don't see it. That's why we need one of the tight ends to step up so if we can run some <clears throat> two tight, end, that's what they two tight end two. sets. The two well, to kind of help him block. Yeah, because we I wouldn't be surprised if we see some more two eye tight end sets than we are used to. Yeah, because I feel like when we had Jordan Reed that COVID year, like Kyle Shannon was really hoping to try and do that two tight end set, but obviously like they him and Kittle were never healthy together. Mm-hmm. And like Latu, you know, obviously he's played defense like linebacker for the last two years before he converted. But I, I really think that Latu like I feel like it's, he's pretty still good for like it only being two years. He, he does have some things to work on, but so that, that's why I do like Braden Willis a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, if Latu can, you know, really show out in the blocking and then, you know, continue to develop his, you know, receiving game, I, I think that's going to be really, really good. And honestly, I'm glad they're bringing in like new blood with with the tight end spot because it's like man you you can't just keep bringing the same guys back over and over again you know i feel like it's not really working so i think tight end definitely going to be something uh well, good battle I'll to tell watch you, i'll tell you what those those boys from oklahoma can block so uh, maybe maybe the guy from oklahoma can uh Brayden willis yeah. be our blocking willis can be our blocking tight end because then boys from there, there's literally two offensive linemen from Oklahoma still in the league that are the best at, at their position. The best right tackle and the best left tackle in the league right now still are both from Oklahoma. Lane Johnson and the Silverback. So. <laughs> yeah, I Brandon, know, uh, I qu- sorry, go ahead. So, before I, know, my, I mentioned that if McKivitz don't work out, if they'll kick Buford. I really don't see Buford being kicked over to the tackle position. I really no, feel I, that I think I he's going to stay much, at uh, guard. Uh, I think that'd be a disaster. Yeah, like I like true. I've mentioned in the past too. I I understand he played right tackle in college, but it's it's a different level. You're going against an edge rusher. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Burford, like he obviously struggled a little bit, you know, at, at right guard, and so I think putting him at right tackle doesn't make sense. You should just keep trying to develop at the, as that right guard. Yeah, get stronger at the position that you played last year. He added oh. more weight, more muscle. Mm-hmm. He has great hands. Even that guy, Feliciano, whatever that... The John Feliciano. Yeah. He said that during practice today that I guess a Buford hit him in the chest with his hands and bruised him on oh, his wow. chest because of the strong hands of Buford. So we're going to need that from He'll prove a lot at the guard position this year is why I don't want to move him because I think we're going to see a, a mm. huge jump from him. I think we'll see a bigger jump from, from Banks, a jump from Bur- Burford. So, like, my issues are somewhat at center and definitely at the right tackle position. But, you yeah. know, we'll have a first-round pick next year. Maybe that's where we draft the right tackle. 
So yeah. let, let, let me ask you guys a question. Um, who do you think is going to lead in interceptions in that secondary? Because we know we brought in uh, Steve Wilkes. This guy loves the secondary. He, he uh, He's going to be coaching from the booth so he can have a very clear view of that uh, defense. Who do you think is going to take advantage of his expertise that he brings to the table and will, will be the guy that has the most INTs? You can start with well, uh, with Christian and then we will – 49 media can answer if Lenore keeps his spot and progresses especially under Wilkes I don't expect it to be Lenore because if he gets better he's going to be the one they target the most in the secondary they're going to go after him so if he is able to like take a step up this year learn from Wilkes he's going to make them pay a lot more than he has before I like it. We saw I like we it. saw him progress a lot this past season, and Wilkes is the kind of guy that's going to really help him a lot. I think so. Having your defensive coordinator be DB guy, I see some of our young DBs really, really step up. Well, you know, he wants to do a lot. Before I go to media, he wants to do more man that he's you know here, and he wants to be able to quarterback mm. to hold on to that football longer. But it'll dictate see, I, based on the offense. That's what that's what makes me wonder like. Lenore's probably is better, uh, and man, you know, in, 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 in no, I think he's better in zone. I think, um, I mean, excuse me, um, I'm talking he's about better in uh, zone than man. So, if we're gonna run man, Ward, Ward I, is better in man than zone, yeah. So, like, if we're gonna run man, I would say, um, what Thomas would be, I would interesting to see how Thomas looks if he gets a chance to be that's right, Thomas he's better in man, right? Because he was really good, man. Uh, press man, man defense. Yeah. We ran all all zone, and it absolutely destroyed him. Except for when we ran man against the last game, he even really got a start. We ran man, and he was really good. So that was two years ago in the playoffs. So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who starts. It might change up where we're at and one of our corners just with the young guys because they're gonna have to put in the guy that's their best at at uh, man coverage. I prefer man coverage. Um. Same here. With the pass rushers we have, I like that. I think um, as long as we can get another guy to go, you know, and be shut down, like a shut – we can get two shut down corners, Bosa's going to get – he can break the sack record. Yep, I you know agree I mean? with you. Running zone makes it hard to break a sack record. You need man, man coverage to do that. And we get man yeah. coverage and give our guys a, a second or half a second longer to rush the quarterback, it's going to make the difference this Those year. zones prevent a lot of deep balls to be thrown, and you can keep mm-hmm. it all in the middle. But there's a lo- those little five, six, seven yards are always going to be completions. And, you know, the quarterback get rid of the ball real quick, it's harder. Because how many times has Bosa almost got there and, he, and the quarterback gets rid of the ball? Mm-hmm. Um, when you play a man, they have to – and then you play good man, good cover man. Mm-hmm. Um the quarterback's going to have to hold it a little bit longer, and, and that's all it takes. Wouldn't you think that this kind of offense, if we do man, would actually help Hufanga, who gets lost a little bit in zone and kind yes. of doesn't yeah. remember where he's supposed to be at times and but blow coverages? It's it's going to be it a lot even easier because he's going to know. Yeah. yeah. If they put him out there yeah. uh, as well. I think yeah. uh, the only one that can do both, no problem, is um, the veteran safety. To Sean Gibson. Sean Gibson, oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I think Hufanga would take advantage of of, of of opportunities of man as well. He, we could see more interceptions from him and man, I think, too. Well, I do, he, what he, I do like about Hufanga and uh, Gibson, they can, or not uh, Gibson, but uh, Brown, they can interchange uh, 
uh, once LeBron takes over, I think Gibson can do it too. Where they interchange, you know, they always say who's strong safety, who's uh, free, uh, safety. free safety. I think both can do both. They can interchange. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's no really solid spot. But I wanted to ask media now: what is that um, a secondary player you think you take complete advantage of uh, our coach being here, Wilkes? Do you agree with uh, Christian on Ellen or Nanor, or do you have someone else in mind? See now, now I kind of think about it because I I do agree with Christian, like with you know um, Lenore, because I, I feel like he even showed it last year at times, and so I, I think he really will be taken off that question. But the thing is, I'm gonna go with Gibson just because like I think overall, not just interceptions, but coverage wise, I think Lenore or sorry, I think Steve Wilkes will have a bigger impact. Like it's gonna help Hufanga a lot. I feel like so. I, I'm gonna go with Tufong. I feel like Tufong is gonna get a few more picks um this hmm. year and also be better in we, coverage. We could see a lot of interceptions from the safeties this year between the two safeties. And Easily especially if Jair Brown gets some playing time yeah. too. I'm interested to see uh um Isaiah Oliver. Uh oh it, yeah. It, it, I would love to see in him slot. in slot, yeah. Wilkes' defense. Secondary, especially, you know, he struggled a lot on the outside with yeah. Atlanta, but once Atlanta decided to move him in the inside, he he got better. Now under mm-hmm. Wilkes, uh, I can see he's a big physical body. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not afraid of tight ends going down the middle. He can definitely. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you're going to see a lot from Wilkes is they're going to use uh, Isaiah Oliver in the blitz. Watch him go in. Mm-hmm. K1 Williams type. Yeah, K1, yeah, he's going to use him a lot, and he's a big body. So and he's fast. So expect a lot of blitzes more than usual. Uh, time blitzes. I think that's going to be uh, fun. But uh, if that front, especially if that front four is already dominating, and then you bring in an extra blitzer, uh, quarterbacks don't have a prayer. Do you, remember, you guys remember that it was a 2019 with the Green Bay Packers where we were blitzing the hell out of uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, D'Amico Ryan's or no, it was Robert Sala at the time called a blitz. Aaron Rodgers did not expect it. Mm-hmm. He got hit and fumbled the ball, and we recovered it. Uh, you know, and he was already focused on the front four. He did not expect that fifth guy to come in. and do. So I think we're going to see a lot of that under well, Wilkes, and I'm excited to maybe, see it. Maybe we see uh, a big step up in, in Walmack, too, who, who has, you know, might maybe become a ball hawk. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see we switch a lot at, at Nickel and who who plays, because I'd like Walmack. Um, especially with another year under his He showed belt. a lot and, of promise in the last year in preseason. Yeah, it, I want to yeah, so, ask you guys, like, what do you think his role is, though? Because, uh, like, it really seems like Steve Wilkes is really going for it. It's going to be Isaiah Oliver. I mean, we could see multiple guys in the, um, like, yeah, you know, in the, it run, run in the nickel slot, in the nickel spot. So it just, I don't know, it depends. That's why that that third linebacker is not important for us. So that's why Aziz was not, a, you know, so hard yeah. to let go. We don't play a, a third linebacker as much. We play what sixty percent nickel, if not more, uh, on the field with all this pass happy uh, offense. You know what's what we're missing too is like what I, what I would want to bring up if we are going to run a more of a, a man defense. That actually, what goes back to how the safeties may get a lot of interceptions. Um. Having having Fred Warner like plays into like Wilkes could play into Wilkes defense so well because he can fully trust him to sh- to cover the tight end 
in, yep. in cover, like to have him on the tight end in coverage, which is completely going to free up one, one, if not both of the safeties. And they're going to be able to run free. And that's where a lot of interceptions could come because you have your linebacker that can cover as well as, as Warner can. It's going to be interesting to really see how, how, how this defense looks this year. I think it's going to look a lot different. I think it's going to be good, but it's going to be interesting to see if it, if it looks different just because Wilkes might completely be run his defense completely different than what we saw last year. So, um, I don't want to take nothing away from D'Amico Ryan's. Oh, no, it was fantastic. I think he did a fantastic job. I don't want to take nothing from Robert Sala, but the people don't realize that Steve Wilkes is a guy that has seen a multiple and multiple offensive uh, coordinators do things. There's nothing that I expect an offensive coordinator to, to take over or get over on Wilkes. Uh, there's a couple of times you saw D'Amico, you know, the offensive coordinator kind of took advantage of his inexperience or his first mm-hmm. time as a uh, defensive coordinator. Andy You're not going to do that on Steel Wilkes. Steel Wilkes is, and I love that he's playing from, the, I know somebody said, well, if he's going to be in the box, he's not going to, you know, because everybody got used to the passion and the, you know, all the rah-rah from D'Amico and the rah-rah from uh, Robert Sala, but when you're specialized in secondary, a lot of the secondary the coaches are always in the box mm-hmm. looking down uh, to make those proper adjustments. And it's harder to see it from the field. And that's why he needs to, But I think that our linebacking coach, Holland, that guy's a big rah-rah guy. And he's going to be the guy that's going to be in, in the middle uh, passing the plays from uh, Wilkes up in the booth. And I think he'll provide that. But if these players are vets, I, I want to ask you guys, do you think these guys need that rah-rah? I know it's fun and exciting as a player, but do you think they need it? you think these guys are professionals and vets, which they can handle their own? They don't need that rah-rah to do their thing. No, I think they'll be fine. I don't think they need it. Yeah, I, I personally think, especially the defensive line and linebackers, yeah, they, they've, they're the veterans and they're, they're the leaders now of this defense, like a Fred Warner, like a Dre Greenlaw, you know. Everyone on the defensive line, really. So, I I just don't see that being the case. You know, I definitely think the secondary is a lot like is younger, a little bit less ex on in it. Like mm-hmm. they're not as experienced. So, I definitely think that Steve Wilkes is definitely gonna but, help out the plus secondary guys. Fred's the leader of that defense, and he'll be and he's got it just fine. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I, I think when it comes to that, having Fred Warner is good enough. Like that, he will get that team. The guy's going. He's well, yeah, good, he's, he's a good leader. Take he, care of that tight end, like you said, and open up the safeties to whether either blitz or cover. Yeah, I, but I just there. mean like, uh, like the raw raw stuff you're talking about, not having oh, the coach down oh, there. I think, I think the way that Warner is such a leader of that defense, I, I think he's got it. If they ever like really need that, and I honestly, Hufanga too. I know yeah. he's not a. You know, he's not a season season vet, but I think he he brings in that fire that, you know, oh, yeah. a big play type of guy that, you know, him and his thing that he does with his arms. And you can just see him stepping up and, and getting everybody riled up him and at the back end. And then you have Fred Warner in the middle mm-hmm. and then th- that offensive line just he's dominating. he's one of those. He's one of those guys where you can really feed off his energy. He's like that. He's the guy on that team that he makes some big play or makes some giant hit that like wakes the whole team up. That's the kind of guy he is. Like, yeah, he where people would feed uh, off atmosphere. his energy. Yeah, one good play. Uh, let me ask you guys on real quick. Uh, on offensively, let's talk a little bit about the offense. We know McCaffrey is who he is. McCaffrey's great. 
He's going to, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to have a great year. Looking forward to see that. But who do you guys honestly see that's going to beat there? his backup? Is it going to be Elijah Mitchell? Is it going to be Jordan Mason stepping up his second year? Is it going to be TDP? Or uh, or even that young rookie, that undrafted rookie that people have been talking about, Labar? Yeah, uh, from Florida State. I heard he's been really good. Who do you guys really Florida see step State. up? I still think it's going to be Eliza Mitchell just because the, the the breakaway speed and the acceleration. Like, you know, with McCaffrey, he's an every, every, everything guy. He's, you know, the gadget guy can do it literally everything on the offense, but he also doesn't have that breakaway speed Mitchell has. And I still like McCaffrey and Mitchell as the one two punch. I like Mason on big, like, short yardages. I like, I, like, I trust him to get. The, you know, the pound pounding yards and stuff like that. But if you can get, you know, and, you know, and I think McCaffrey does like to ride, run, but he prefers to run between the tackles. I honestly like getting Mitchell, you know, out on the edge a little more. I think we can help him um, stay healthier with having McCaffrey now, if he can have a whole full season healthy. I still like Mitchell just because that, the, he's going to have more chances with him playing with McCaffrey, I think to, to break, to break some big runs. I think we're going to see it more this year if he stays healthy. I hope so, because that's the key, though. That that It's a crucial key for him. He has the ability. I love his 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 maneuvering in the backfield. I think him and a combination of, uh, of McCaffrey is going to be awesome. Is it, can he stay healthy, though? Uh, what's your thoughts for Naraminio? What of uh, those running backs do you think will step up and, and, and be that guy behind McCaffrey? And why? Yeah, I I just don't really see like the running back part as really a need or much of a battle in terms of that second spot. It, it's really as long as Mitchell's healthy and CMC's healthy, it, it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. Um, I'm hoping TDP is able to improve, but he, he's not going to be running back too. I I just hope to see improvement in him. But yeah, Elijah Mitchell, no doubts, running back number two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I, I can't wait for the running game uh, to take play. I can't wait for the season. I want to see Trey uh, with uh, Christian McCaffrey. How is Trey going to be with Christian McCaffrey? Um, I'm excited to see that. It's going to be fun. Um, this show is um, uh, has been fun. Uh, earlier we had uh, Dion, uh, we had uh, Brandon uh, and his wonderful internet. Um, and then 40, and his freaking ghost and his ghosting yeah he, I thought he was talking yeah, to, he didn't uh, look like a, he didn't look like a freaking uh, I thought great. he was interviewing Sam Donald with that ghosting <laughs> stuff Shrek's <laughs> well he didn't look like a green apple he looked like Shrek's left Shrek left yeah nut. he looked like, he, <laughs> he looked like a Shrek left nut <laughs> you know and he kept coming <sighs> out uh, but you guys have been great Fortnite Media uh, Christian you guys are awesome um, I got invited here tonight, and then as soon as I came in, Brandon went running home to go eat. Uh, but it's all good. We still <laughs> love the guy uh, hiding at home underneath his girlfriend's dress. Um, but we love him. He knows I love him, bro. I give him, I tell people if I don't give you a hard time, I don't. I don't really love exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you guys are amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in to what's the name of his channel? Just kidding. Uh, to forever, uh, forever faithful. Um, here and uh, make sure to like and subscribe to his channel. Uh, make sure to let's get him to 500, guys. Tell your friends. Um, uh, how does Pete say, my boy Pete? 
Tell a if friend to, to tell a friend so we become so we can become friends. Um, tell tell people about uh, Brandon's uh, channel. Tell him he promised he won't ghost you if you hey, join his channel. If we get five, if we get five hundred, we'll we'll have Ancho put five hundred milk duds in his mouth. No, <laughs> that's not I. You heard it. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not touching that. We'll be here for another no. half hour. Uh, I'll instead I'll just when the Lakers and Warriors meet again next year, I'll just put a bunch of milk duds on the the court for the Lakers. <laughs> Okay, man. All right, Melvin. Uh, keep the one plug in your back hole, though. Keep that plug in. Don't let that one come up. <laughs> anyway, thank you, guys. I'm your boy Niner Sickness. We are Christian, and we are my boy Milk Dad. And we got the ghost, the green ghost. We got your boy 49er Media. And my boy 49er, 49er Media. Media. Yes. And we got Brandon. Uh, Joey. Huh? <laughs> on that note, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you guys have a wonderful uh, night, and we'll see you Don't on the next show. Don't get ghosted by the brand. <laughs> Brandon's going to haunt somebody tonight. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Later. Say everybody Peace back. Out. Say everyone bye, Milk Dad.